Recorded live. Scuba Obsessed is a weekly podcast where we talk about all things scuba diving from cool new gear, places to dive, and scuba in the news. Welcome to episode 46 of Scuba Obsessed. Still some good diving left in this year. This week in the news, we will have Scuba Narnia, $66,000 dive watch, Scuba Conservation, Undersea Lab, and Human Fish. We also have a hint of some potentially cool scuba gear, and of course that bad scuba joke of the week. And as always, from the good part of town, we have my co-host Jim. How are you doing today, Jim? Wonderfully tonight. How are you? I'm doing pretty good, actually. I'm had the, we, I think we broke the back of the week. We're on oh, downhill, downhill or uphill. Downhill sounds bad, but it's actually good in this case. I it am, is. I am so ready for this week to be over with. And uh, it started off kind of rough, but I think we've pulled it out. And I, right. I, I hear we got some diving coming up, so that will make things all that much better. Yes. Yes, it will. And we have a full chat room tonight, so if you're hearing this recorded and you missed out in the chat room... Uh, Sorry, you have to come back next week and log in. Uh, if you're listening live and you're just picking up the stream, you can head over to our website, www.scubaobsessed.com. Click over in the dialog box. You can get to our talk shoe feed and participate live in the chap room. Chap, chap, chap room. Chap. Wow, that, that's, here we go. That's the UK. It's a chap room, but uh, where's chaps what they, they ride on horses? That was uh, in that movie from last year. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, so uh, great things in there. Hopefully, if I, I won't get too distracted by the chat room, sometimes it's almost uh, as entertaining to look at what they've got going on in there as what, we've, what we're talking about. I don't know what that's saying about the show. <laughs> <laughs> so the first, and we'll do these just in the order I typed them. I don't know if it's the appropriate order or not, but uh, Scuba Narnia. And I don't know who this actress is. Henley? Uh, Georgie Henley. Uh, she, well, yeah, she's a little girl. Was she in the first movie? Yeah, I believe. Okay, so, so I, yeah, uh, she's, she's the littlest, littlest sister. Littlest sister. I, I didn't see. I don't. Did I see the movie? I don't think I did. Maybe I did. I don't know. It, <sighs> it didn't stick with me. <laughs> here, here, have another drink. Uh, so, uh, but they're talking about that. Now, in the movie, they, they must have some scuba scenes in it because she was talking about how she went and took uh, some scuba diving and enjoyed it but didn't pass because she passed out. Couldn't complete my license because of a bit of an accident. I fainted underwater. Wow. That, that's that's kind of rough. It would be. <laughs> um, that, would, that would leave a mark. Yeah, uh, but she sounds like she's still excited about it, and I just think she didn't get her certification. It sounds like they must they must do something where they're underwater. Uh, maybe they you know maybe it's just a way of letting them film longer underwater. Maybe they're swimming from one location to another, and they need it. But it also sounds like her co-stars uh, Scandra Keenies and Edmund Pensive said that they had great fun learning scuba diving. It's now a new experience for them. Uh, he was glad that Henley partnered with him while learning skills. He's overjoyed to have a license of scuba diving. From the uh, from the previews that I've seen, a lot of the the uh, action takes place in and underwater uh, in this upcoming movie. So I'm I'm kind of excited to see it. Yeah, sounds like it might be one that we'll have to add to the scuba dive the scuba review scuba movie review list. Okay, so let's see if we get to the rest of this without stuttering too bad. <laughs> The next one I saw earlier today, it came through a normal news feed, and it talked about a guy who posted a watch. Uh, he got on eBay for nine ninety five, and it sold for sixty six thousand dollars. 
I mean, that, that's that's like the ultimate. It's like the the dream of you know you find the old car in the garage and it's worth a million or something. But uh, I mean, the return on the investment is just incredible. Uh, yeah, wow. And he's had some history with it. Did he? I, yeah, actually, I just posted. It. I didn't actually read the news. Is it is it good? <laughs> yeah, he he bought it. He bought it uh, back in 1958. 1958. So now, did he buy it as a dive watch? Because they show him a picture uh, on this article. And you, of course, you can head to our website, uh, scubaobsessed.com, and click on the show notes, which usually are up there on Saturdays of the week that we record. And uh, you know, he says he's uh, the watch's owner at right with a scuba diving friend, including uh, Superman Christopher Reeve. Oh my gosh, that is Christopher yeah. Reeve, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it it says that further down in the article, uh, this is from the owner as he listed it. It served me well, but Father Time has caught up with me, and I no longer dive. For the last several years, it's been sitting in a dresser drawer, and now it's time for somebody else to take it over. Now that I'm in my ninth decade, wow, <clears throat> I'm downsizing and need to unload a lot of what uh, are really just souvenirs. So here's your chance to pick up a rare, iconic timepiece. Wow. Now you wonder, did he really... Post it on there, thinking he was only gonna get nine ninety five, or he knew it would go nuts. I mean, that's part of the great part. Of, that's what's great about the story, is that you know, just threw it for nine dollars and and out there. Did it say right. how much he paid? Uh, you know, I would. Um, I would no. like to. I mean, it's a Rolex, so you know, one aspect you're kind of surprised, and it looks like it's it's seen a little bit of wear. I mean, you can see scuffs sure. on it, but it's sure, still a, it. it's still it's a Rolex. They, they have a, they have a value just in themselves. Yeah, isn't that something? Uh, yep. So, so you know, an investment. I, I doubt when he originally purchased it uh, uh, that he thought that he would get that much for it. He says, when I saw it bidding a, above $30,000, he was flabbergasted. I thought it was a mistake. Wow. Yeah, it says he, he bought it because he was diving uh, and then uh, wore it again during the 80s when he started diving again really actively. So uh, in this case, it wasn't just a a dive watch for show he was really using it that's great that is and i think this is um something that i need to uh, convince my wife i think i need to tell her that i need a rolex for diving that's going to be my dive watch right okay next article is scuba conservation scuba divers can help with maldi's conservation project and let's see where that one that feeds fitting in here darn it every week i try and get this more organized I think I'm just going to have to close up some of these these other articles. Okay, here it is. This is uh, on the isubscribe.co.uk website. Uh, underwater sports fans uh, with a subscription to Sports Diver Magazine uh, can read about a new conservation project taking place in Maldives. These uh, divers are being offered the opportunity to help out an initiative, which is for qualified recreational divers to help with conservation projects in the area. Holiday makers will be able to collect important data, including details about coral fish and invertebrates. The whale shark population area is also monitored during the project. That's, that's interesting. It's uh, I don't know if that's just a promotion for the magazine or if that's something that you can actually uh, do otherwise, but uh, it's always nice to go with a purpose, something to keep you focused. Right. A goal? A goal. Yeah, it's, it's good to get down there and... Uh, you know, you'll build some friends, uh, you know, maybe people you wouldn't normally meet, and get down there and do some conservation. Uh, next one is Undersea Labs in the Depths of Aquarius. 
and this one's probably, pop, uh, probably familiar to anybody who's been following uh, scuba diving and underwater research for a number of years, but I always love these articles. And, th- and Aquarius is, an, is, a, is the only manned underwater lab in operation in the world. The metal structure is about the size of a school bus anchored 60 feet beneath the surface near a coral reef uh, a few miles off of Key Largo. But uh, just I, I just look at this and it's like I want to go. Wouldn't that be neat to, to visit and drop in? Now, I believe that we've covered this, uh, um, not the, the the base camp or the uh, the base uh, specifically, but it's been in one of our articles in the past, and I don't remember exactly which one it was. Was well, I know. it a story we did on a coral conference? Conver- uh, man, what I catch from you. <laughs> Conservation. Yes. <laughs> um I think that was it, but um, where the base was kind of a side note uh-huh. to it, and it really didn't go into it too deeply. But that is, uh, yeah, that would be neat. Yeah, I'd, that, I'd pay to spend the night in that. Well, they have that other one down there, which is the actual hotel, and I remember that one. But this one is actually the uh, the research lab. They, they designed to stay for ten days at a time, living, eating, and sleeping in the habitat. The, 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 well, I guess one of the downsides is high-pressure atmosphere means soda cans brought down barely fizz when opened. So your, your uh, papa, yeah, it's flat already. Uh, so your lab, beer's got no fizz. Yep. Lab has six bunkers and a shower. The food is of the astronaut variety. The outhouse toilet attached to the lab isn't fun. For starters, you have to swim to it. Even if in the dark, a person must stand in the gazebo-like structure, breathing from an air pocket in the upper section of the structure, waist to pierce into the sea. And not to get a little gross here, but if you're standing in this, and some of the byproducts are (laughs) floating, doesn't that join you in the, I mean, Um, you have both solids and gases? uh, Well, you just open a window. And then to... <laughs> wave it on out. Or is my my wife says I'll bet there's times where they wish they could. Yeah, that it would almost be worth it. Well, my my, my wife always wants me to light a candle. Now is this oxygen rich? I mean, that could be bad. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it might be just a quicker end to. Yeah. <laughs> oh yuck! You know. Well, how did we, we drag this together already? <laughs> things from a different perspective. Oh, you have to. There's always there's, there's always something, uh, another take we can have on this. So, but just a just a great article talking about what they do. This this stuff's fascinating. We're going to have to go down there and and visit one of these sometimes. Uh, uh, they're talking about some of the research they're doing with fish and invertebrates and uh, planted. He's uh, uh, lowering cages by boat with different fish in them over the next ten months. Scientists plan to dive to the cages once every six weeks, observe the changing health of the coral under the influence of the varying mix of fish species. So just just some great stuff. I'm just fascinated by this. And then the – well, that, that – wow, we went through the articles. This was kind of a dry week. I got to the four articles, and I had a hard time finding anything more. And this next article, which I put under the potentially – cool scuba gear was human fish diving suit that turns humans into fish isn't and that an amazing suit it is it's the, according to the article it says humans may now be able to go deep inside the waters as u.s scientist has designed a scuba suit that would allow us to breathe liquid like a fish 
The retired American heart and lung surgeon has patented a scuba suit that would allow humans to breathe liquid air, a special solution that has been highly enriched with oxygen molecules. Oh, that, I mean, that just, that just, it's like, it reminds me kind of like the abyss, you know, that one scene where they have, uh, you know, the military diver with the, the oxygenated liquid. I mean, this is, yes. that. yep, that is the first trick is you have to learn to overcome the gag reflex. The ninety, the seventy-nine-year-old investor in Missouri is saying, but once oxygen liquid hits, is inside your lungs, it feels just like you're breathing air. You know, how can that be? You know, well, the thing is that what's so amazing about this is that movie was so dead on with this. You know, this guy's seventy-nine. Is this a case of where you know conspiracy theory alert here? We should have a, I should have a warning siren. I'll, maybe I'll add that post-edit. But you know, doesn't it seem like maybe he? invented this 30 some years ago and probably said darn it i'm just going to come out with it and get some credit while i can still enjoy it well um yeah i think probably it's been in use long before it's been available to the civilian market wouldn't you think i would think so i mean i can't believe i mean the military has to have had something like this you just don't come up with something like this in the uh civilian market and and get it over there uh, with saturation diving, the deepest anyone has gone is 701 meters, which that is amazingly deep. I don't, I don't care what – I mean, saturation, that's huge. Using scuba equipment, the record is 318 meters. They're set by a South African diver who took 14 minutes to descend and 12 hours to come back to the surface. Good night. Oh, talk about the deco time. Yeah, really. And then um, – the beauty of going from all liquids, you don't have these highly compressed gases in the lungs that are going to be dissolved in the blood. So I guess if the if you don't have the nitrogen in in what you're breathing or exchanging with your lungs for oxygen, there's nothing to be compressed. You can uh, you have the liquid, you can infuse as much oxygen as you need, uh, says Landy. Wow. And then do you read the part where uh, talking about a curious, uh, a ventilation device named after a piece of medieval armor? which compresses the diaphragm and makes it easier to breathe the liquid. That's what was catching catching me when they said it was as easy to breathe as mm-hmm. air. Um, physically, it, it couldn't be. So they've got a device that assists you. Uh, we, we need to find out more about this because this is not – this isn't something that he just invented, you know, six months ago. I mean – Oh, no. You don't go through figuring out oxygen-aided liquid – uh, a device that helps the, you know, mechanically helps you breathe the liquid into your lungs. I mean, this has got to be a lifetime of research and a huge team and a lot of money, but very cool. Now, I don't know. Would you, would you give this a try if you had a chance? Um, <laughs> you know, I'm pretty adventurous and, and I am obsessed and all of that. But, uh, wow, we've got some interesting information in the chat room from Mac. Um, but it, I don't know that I would be willing to try it with two kids in in the whole ball of life that I've got um, that depend on me. Yeah, yeah, maybe that's something that you know. Once the kids have reached an age where the risk isn't mm-hmm. so much there, and then I think we'd have to do it as some sort of fundraiser or something, saying, "Hey, we're going to go down and and highlight this." But maybe we need to get some some money at least for a good cause before we we risk it. But uh, you know, gosh. Uh, you know, it's, it, the, the drowning is just such a natural reflex action that you do not want to have happen, and, and you just, you know, 
you know, with us diving, you know, we've all had where you've got water in the mouth and you're purging your regulator and something. And, you know, just that I got to breathe out to, to breathe in and just that sense of yeah. that liquid moving. Uh, but, I mean, we overcame other reflexes to dive. So this is one that uh, I imagine would eventually be able to happen. And then as uh, Mac is pointing out in the chat room, uh, one of the real issues, removal of the CO in the medium, which is true. So, uh, you know, you can have it super oxygenated, but how long are you going to be able to breathe that before the levels aren't high enough for for the oxygen? So you have to you have to be able to exchange that oxygen back in. So you've got you still must have a gas. There's there's a lot of details to this. So if it's coming out in the news and in, like this, we're going to see it uh, eventually make it into some other programs. So. But, you know, a lot of science fiction, you know, it'd be interesting to see which was first, the science fiction or the uh, uh, the, the, uh, the fact. And then one of the last things on the, not even quite a news article, and thanks to Mac from the Dive Club, he sent the link on the Sea Legs patented amphibious technology boat. I want one. It, that, that's it. You know, I've I've kind of been on the fence about a Zodiac. So for those who haven't seen this, you know, uh, we'll have a, a, get a link in the show notes. But this is your Zodiac type of vessel. It looks like there's a rigid hull in the middle. It's got a Boston Whaler center console, but it's got three dune buggy size wheels that are on it. And you can literally drive it down an incline. And you go to the website, they show you the angles they can do about a little over 22 degrees down a slope. And you can get into the water. So if you're in an area where the bottom comes up and down, need to do a short portage. Uh, what's great for us in this, where we've been diving recently, is we've got to go to a harbor. And it's not, I mean, we're not talking huge distances, but, you know, 15, 20 miles to bounce in a boat to get to a site that, you know, you want to go to many times. It'd be awesome just to get one of these, dive down, drive down the beach and into the water. Yeah, <clears throat> that would the benefits of having a larger uh, boat that you can launch anywhere. Um, wow, could we get into some trouble? We 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 definitely could, and I'd I'd be willing to get into that trouble anytime. So, uh, and I I looked on the map, they've got a test diving center over in Chicago, so we may have to run over there and uh, take a look and see what they've got. You know, they've got a, a boat. Uh, it's an outboard on the back of the Zodiac. Uh, which it just it just be nice. I mean, uh, they they've got bench seats. It looks like it seats quite a few. Now this is the 7.1 meter. Now okay, before we talk to anybody, what is what do you think one of these runs? Uh, ninety. Uh, I'm gonna call eighty thousand dollars. I bet you can get one for eighty thousand. I don't know if this one we're looking at is eighty or more. This one might be a little more. But they've got funny accents when you watch the video. Oh, I didn't hear. The, I didn't. I had the audio turned down. I was. I was oh. just watching. I was. I was doing the show notes. But uh, so they did have a funny accent. Well, that that, re, that reduces the price. But what I like about this is it's. Yeah, you know, we dive in our our uh, buddy's Bob's boat, which is a little. I'd say his isn't a seven meter, but maybe his might be a five. Um, or a four. Uh, it's you know maybe twelve, fifteen feet. No, Bob's. Yeah. That's a sixteen, eight foot, eighteen foot. Oh, 16, 18. So this yeah. one's not too much longer, only a couple feet. It just looks like it seats a little more. But looking at the overhead diagrams, the, the center console is a little bit farther forward. And, but there's two rows of seats. Well, not really two rows. There's a row for – no, it's three rows. 
It mu- uh, they must intermix the diagrams. Yeah, I'm I saw, sure that, yeah. Because this one I'm seeing here, it looks like it has three rows. And then I saw another one that just had two. It was like the driver, then one behind it. So, But very cool. We'll have to, we'll have to take a look at this. Uh, 150 horsepower in this particular one. It can rise up 21 degrees. Uh, draft is uh, 16 inches. Uh, you know, uh, Mac, you know, you could, when, when's a dive club going to get one? We we should probably pool our money. The uh, <clears throat> I see one thing on here that you would probably appreciate is uh, uh, as much as anybody, and it's sitting right on the bow of that boat. Do you see it? Is that a seat on the bow there? No, no the uh, the windlass for the anchor line. Oh yeah, <laughs> you, you always seem to draw the. I I see. I see. I, I don't mind. That's. So, <laughs> yeah, if you, yeah, that's, I feel like that's the least I can do, and I mean least. Uh, so, you know, you guys forking in all the money to to keep those boats running and purchasing the boat. You know, I can I can do the manual labor. I'll be the I'll be the boat boy, the anchor line hauler, the, the anchor line hauler, the the human windless. Yeah, that's right. And when I'm done, I have no wind left, so that that definitely makes sense. Oh, but does isn't that a neat? That's like it's like daydream. It's like this one of those, and I don't think that's too extravagant because I've been looking at boats and you know you start getting sixty, seventy, ninety feet, and I'm like ah. Oh. But this one looks. I can just see so much use for this, and I, I just that uh, that wheel on it. It kind of if I if I didn't have the need that I had seen this year, I might just kind of pass it up. But after diving in different types of boats, I, this would be nice. No, because look at one one. Uh option right now we've talked about diving off of uh, uh, here in Lake Michigan locally there's a beach that has got a ramp if you call it that that goes down into the water um, any size boat much bigger than probably I don't know 14 foot or, or something like that um, would stand little to no chance of getting in and out of there without a problem now this would be awesome uh, it it just definitely is awesome. And here, here, wait a minute. I see electronic winch and foot switch, so I wouldn't have to be the human. That's windless. what I'm saying. You wouldn't have to. All you do is just sit there and, oh. you know, look pretty for the cover shot. Yeah, that that could happen. Well, you could just sit there. Yeah, I'm normally referred to as ballast. So, uh, <laughs> ballast. <laughs> hey, the boat's riding a little high in the right side. Darren, head over there. <laughs> That's the family safe description. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. So, but very cool, very cool, and and I and I, these kind of hybrid, you know, the rigid hulled uh, zodiacs. I just just <laughs> boat. Yeah, I like that. That's good, Rich. <clears throat> we need Any. two. Yeah, we need to, yeah two of them. You need two now. Now let, let let's talk. Let, let's do what we always do, which is how do you upgrade this to the point to where you can't afford it? So I'm looking and I'm saying, okay, there's a single engine in the back. Let's throw a second engine in the back. So you got some redundancy and you know add another four feet and, and now we're talking. <laughs> right. But I, but I do I think the 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 nice feature about this is just that accessibility. That's that's what just to Put be able to, just to drive down the beach and be able to get out there. Uh, it'd be nice. Is everything I'll, loaded? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Now they have a boat. Now I, I'm assuming you still want a boat trailer. I don't think you want to be driving this down the road. <laughs> <laughs> I think you've got a max five miles an hour. On five that. miles an hour. So that means it would take me five uh, about an hour to get to uh, to the beach. So. Yeah. The driver is usually dry. 
everyone else in the front of the driver is called a sponge. I like that, <laughs> Rich. <laughs> so that does it for Scuba the News and all the fun we had with that. Thanks, everybody, for, for putting up with our wanderings along that. Uh, before we get in the next section, uh, you know, make sure if you're interested in following us, uh, get on Facebook, uh, like us, uh, scuba, uh, facebook.com forward slash scuba obsessed. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm Darren Jilson. Uh, Jim is Jay Kleeman, J-K-L-I-E-M-A-N and N. And then we also have the scuba obsessed Twitter account. And then as always, every Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern, we are on talk shoe. So head on over there and, uh, we're on to the section. We get to talk about all the diving we did this last week so uh, I'll let Jim because I know Jim had tons of diving didn't you Jim <clears throat> no no well that, that meant that you had twice as much diving as I did because I didn't have any diving oh you easier. didn't either huh no no I was I was going to I wanted to and then uh, I had the um, yeah, it was my wife's birthday and I asked her to change her birthday so it wasn't on a diving day and that and wasn't received really well she just is not uh, willing to um, work. This, this a, a relationship takes work, yeah, and, yeah, and she apparently has, she she's has... not just not willing. And then, uh, then we went to the dive shop, and we were gonna. I was gonna buy her a dry suit, and that didn't go real well either. So, mm. nope, she didn't really want a dry suit. So, she was a little suspicious it was in my size, but. Uh... Uh, so, but uh, I, no. I got to fondle some dry suits this weekend. Yeah, yeah, I heard you. You got to a couple of the local dive shops and checked them out. So, uh, any uh, getting any closer to a decision on a, a dry suit or configuration? Yeah, I need a dry suit. <laughs> no, you know, I it's one of those things. I have gone back and forth, and we've talked about it, and emailed back and forth, and, and talked about it again. In the end. I just need to get dry. I've looked at the Fusion, and that's that is sure a nice uh, s- system. I'll call it a system rather than a suit. Um, it's got a lot going for it, um, but some of the other ones uh, are nice also. So uh, I don't know. We're just going to have to, I think, just jump in and, and do it. You know, I, I think so, but I think we're going to pull in some industry contacts that we've made and see if we can get a couple of the dry suit manufacturers on the show and maybe have them do their pitches. I, I'm, I, I'm a consumer. I'm ready to buy. And what are you selling? I, I want to feel good about spending this kind of money because I, I, I'm potentially looking at spending almost as much as I have on all my equipment up to date on just one piece of equipment. And I'm not buying cheap stuff, but you can, I mean, you can go and get a dry suit I call I won't call it cheap dry suit, but inexpensive dry suit for six hundred dollars. But then you can also go, you know, twenty eight hundred, thirty two hundred dollars on dry suit and undergarments. So yeah, it it is a big investment. It really is. And well, scuba diving as a whole is not a cheap hobby. Um, you nailed it when you say you can spend as much on a dry suit as you can on you know all of your other equipment combined fairly easily around here certainly can uh, so uh, just for the benefit of uh, some some listeners to hear what we've been talking about as far as the dry suits is you know, there's a, there's a few different considerations I mean we know that we want to you know we, we want to go dry you know, we've been doing the wetsuit thing you know, I'm looking at this weekend we've we've had temperatures in the high teens low 20s air temperatures all week you know that's uh, we're in negative two to three Celsius 
for those in uh, the UK. And it is pretty darn cold. And I know that there's probably parts of the river where the ice is already starting to skim over. Uh, the local ponds in the area are starting to get a little piece of ice. My kids were asking if they could run out in one of the ponds here. And I said, no, it's not. <laughs> That's only about a quarter inch thick. You'll fall right on through. But uh, we're getting that time of the year, so we need to get into some dry suits. Uh, you know, we, we dove all last year wet. I have a feeling I'm going to drive quite a bit, dive quite a bit of this year wet, but we need to get dry. So uh, we've liked our, you know, and we have the benefit of diving with friends who have dry suits, and we see what they're doing. We have some that uh, are, most of them have the traditional, I don't call them a shell, but, uh, you know, a compressed trilam type of dry suit and what we like about that is the ability for it to dry really quickly and you have a lot of the neoprene uh, dry suits and what I'm just concerned with is the amount of time that those are going to stay wet you know it's kind of like I I, I want to I'm look I'm looking forward to not so much for temperature I know that we uh, on scuba board had that thread that we were following on uh, the discussion, and not so much about the wind blowing on the dry suit when you're in a surface. Right. That's that's not it. I don't see that as keeping. I mean, we're we're already going to be much warmer than what we're used to diving now. But right. just the ability to have something that's dry uh, for travel, for going in the hotel room, you know, you, you let it hang up for a little bit, shake the moisture off, bring it in. You know, the the whole you know two. You know, like we had the when we went up north, we had three of us in a hotel room with wetsuit gear dripping <laughs> everywhere. You know, I'm I'm sure that you know some of these hotels are going to be looking for us next time, saying, you know what, we're not so much concerned about pets, we're concerned about divers, scuba divers, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no scuba divers, pets welcome, yeah, scuba divers, stay yeah. away. Yeah, you can pee in one corner of the room, just don't hang a wetsuit up because I'm right. uh, I'm sure that uh, has a lingering effect. So I, I just that idea that shell that could dry out. You know, I, I want the best of everything. I want to look. I want to. I want to look at all the features and have it. And then right. there's the the, sh the shoes, and you've got the different types of seals. We're seeing silicone seals come out. Um, yeah, you know, and uh, we're talking about the temperatures, and at this point, uh, that that is the limiting factor on our being able to spend more time in the water. We don't get enough time in the water as it is, um, so we want to make sure that we have got the ability to stay down as long as we can and and then we start to get the you know the comfort of the temperature and in the air supply and and trying to stay out of a situation where we go into deco but trying pushing all of those far enough where we can enjoy the dive and be down as long as we can and get the most out of our dives that we possibly could my dream the dream is an ice dive where i do two dives I do oh. one dive, I empty that tank down to the last dregs, bring it up, go on the surface, 10 line for somebody else, grab another tank, go back in again, and I'm right. warm the whole time. If we right. can do yeah. that, we know we made a good choice and uh, we're ready. So the next, hopefully over the next uh, six to eight weeks, you'll hear our research for dry suits and what we come up with. Uh, I've got my wife so prepped, I like to bring up dry suits. You know, it's kind of like the, you know, I cut out little dry suit pictures and I hang them up on the refrigerator and leave them inside books and magazines as she's open up, stick it on the, the mirror of her car. Yeah. Uh, maybe I should do That's that. That's a good flowers. plan. Maybe I should do that with flowers more. Maybe I need to go the other route. But so anyway, uh, the, the, I'm ready for a dry suit. Uh, so uh, kind of a sidetrack from 
uh, the dives we didn't do. And we didn't do them because they were cold. We just did it because it didn't work in the schedule. You got to spend some family time. But are you ready for a dive this weekend? Yes. And uh, let's, how's the chat room? The chat room ready? I think think Mac's been talking about he wants to uh, get a dive in this weekend. So I, I think we we need to. Uh, where yeah. are we going to go? I saw that Paul from Holland was talking about Lake 16, and uh, you know, I we, we got such great river diving conditions. I, I think we, you know, not to leave Paul out in the cold, but uh, I think I think I'd like to do Niles River. Yeah, um, I, I think so too. Um, what are the conditions? Have owner if Mac has been down to see what the river's been like this past week? Um, yeah, we, we've had some snow in. I'm hoping that that hasn't translated into rain. You're going to have a little bit of melt off, which will get into the the storm sewers and make its way in the river. But I'm I'm hoping that uh, with the cold, you know, we've we've really killed off a lot of the algae and growth. So I'm hoping that we'd have some uh, good time in the river. So right, hopefully, hopefully. So we'll we'll plan on that. I think we're going to. Uh, I heard some talk about the uh, the train bridge and the boat ramp down there in downtown Niles. I wouldn't so, mind uh, checking out the trestle. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, where they they found uh, explosives uh, not too many years ago. <laughs> well, it's a win-win. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully we don't we don't uh, find explosives this time, but uh, just uh, the excitement of the things that have been available there uh, certainly look for the river dives are great. If you if you haven't followed us long and and you know head on over to our website, click on to the Mud Club site. Uh, there's a tab called Treasures, and you see the stuff that we're pulling out of the river, and it's just absolutely amazing. Uh, nice thing about the river is, you know, unlike the lake where everything's protected, anything in the river is junk. You can just go pick it up the bottom. So it's an it's an ecology dive where there might be some things that you like to keep. So uh, get some nice bottles in the bottom, uh, and then uh, you you picked up a cell phone. How, did you get good reception on that, Jim? No, no. It didn't. Well, it was better than my current uh, <laughs> coverage has. <laughs> oh. Ouch! It was it was an old uh, bag phone. Uh, you know, circa yeah. uh, you know, nineteen ninety four or something. Back but in the day, yeah. Back in the day, yeah. And then somebody uh, threw that in. You know, and, and when I pick up these items in the river, and maybe it's just me, but I always, it's like I, I want that item to talk to me and tell me its story of, you know, what got that big bag phone. You know, is that is that somebody just kind of, you know, I, I don't want to think that somebody just said it was the end of its life and just pitched it in. You know, I'd like to have a little bit of drama to it. You know, something that happened. You know, there was a a, a gang of uh, international spies and they're running on the bank and <laughs> right. you know they're trying to dodge each other and they're wrestling over the phone which had the launch codes to nuclear weapons and then it fell. In so I, I like to think that's what that was about. It it was. Oh well, I I think we're getting close to the end of uh, another episode. Unless you have something else that uh, you want to talk about. No, I I that's about it. Yeah, we we had some uh, had a guest uh, lined up that I thought we were going to have on the show this week, but it didn't quite work out. Uh, we we played uh, Twitter tag <laughs> back. Of- back and forth so hopefully we'll have them on uh, next week if we can work out the details and uh, we also have some more guests coming on the show if you have anything you'd like to see in the show please drop us a line uh, also uh, we're still looking for any holiday gift ideas uh, drop that on the Facebook site dry suit dry suit yeah uh, also if you've got uh, oh I, I was thinking one thing I, I tried to get going in a thread it didn't quite take off but I'd love to come up with a scuba version of the 12 days of Christmas. (laughs) 
So Jim has such a lovely singing voice, maybe we'd have him record it. <clears throat> I can start now if you'd like. Sure, sure. Here, let me hit uh, the the cancel call and we'll be all ready for it. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you're talking about. Uh, but uh, so, yeah, so head on over there. We got stuff going on Facebook. And then, you know, as always, if you want to give us some feedback on the show, it's the show at scubaobsessed.com. And drop us a line. Also, if you have a, a favorite dive center that you're getting your airfills from, go ahead and tell us what it is. We're getting ready to put together a directory on on airfills. So as you're traveling around, you know where to get to go get some good air. You know, good food is one thing, but great air is a necessity. So divers need both in equal quantities, though. Yeah, exactly. So on that, I think. Oh, oh wait a minute. Is it that time? Oh, I'm afraid it is. Afraid it is. And, oh my gosh, everybody's leaving the chat room. So they they got the idea. No, they're, they're still on. <laughs> Mass exodus. Mass exodus. You're the anti-Pied Piper. Yes. Okay, so I got to scroll down to the end of my notes here. Any final words before we, we go on? Are you sitting comfortably? Yes, I am. Bring it. I, th- I think maybe what we need to do is we'll have to get some scuba joke protection gear, maybe uh, helmet, a little drool guard, smelling salts. Okay. Oxygen. Oxygen. So... Here we go. A dive master is overheard giving a pre-dive briefing on a boat just before divers hit the water. You know, he says, it's a very important thing you're properly equipped as a diver before going down. Do you know that most important protection against sharks is? He says, it's your dive knife. It's very important that you have a really sharp dive knife that is readily accessible in case you're confronted by a shark in the water. One of the divers looked up, wide-eyed, a little bit nervous, asked, I've heard that shark skin is tough, like sandpaper, and their teeth are like razor sharp. How would I handle my dive knife? Dive knife against such a formidable killer. The dive master paused, picked up his knife with his hand in serious contemplative look, lightly stroked the uh, flat side of the blade. It's all in teamwork, he quietly responded. You're always dive close to your buddy, right? Well, when the shark gets close and looks like he's ready to attack, you reach for your dive knife. You hold it straight out in front of you. And then... You grab your buddy and cut his hose, and then you swim away as fast as you can. Yeah, I didn't think that one was good. But that, I guess that's the point. Need the smelling salts now? I'm sorry. For you. Yeah, we're, we're done. Oh. <laughs> All I remember, I just, it kind of faded out, and I <laughs> came to it. I... Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, I guess the smelling salts work, so... Okay, on that note, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, Until next week, go out there and get wet. And dive safe. Call recording has been completed.